Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy almost general conference time. It's me, Jeff Openshaw, the host with the most here at This Week in Mormons. Excited for this very special show. I sincerely look forward to this now every six months. I've, I look forward to the written format of what we're about to do. Joe, ever since we started doing this in podcast form, this is our fourth podcast of Temple Predictions. Wow. Yes, and I am uh, I'm very psyched for that. So let me introduce, though, our our little... We're, we're a trio this like time around. We're expanding our Temple Predictions and what we're doing. And for those of you who are here for the first time, never understood this before... Uh, we often predict temples here on This Week in Mormons. It became kind of a little thing we did some many, many years ago, and it's kind of expanded into a borderline master's thesis every six months that we spend way too much time on. Uh, but it's a lot of fun to do. I, I don't know if it's just the hubris of it all because we have a decent track record calling some of these things. I don't know what the deal is. But either way, it's a fun thing to do, and everyone gets psyched up for temple predictions. And we'll talk more about that this week. So if you're new to the show, this is sort of a special episode before conference, but please, Hit that subscribe button wherever you're getting this. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify, subscribe. Subscribe everywhere, especially Apple Podcasts, because most of you come from there, thanks to Apple's domination and all things. Visit us at thisweekinmormons.com and uh, follow us on our social media channels. We will love all of that stuff. And I want to give a special conference shout out to our patrons on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash thisweekinmormons. Thank you guys for all you do. Much, 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 much appreciated. Can't do the show without you. So sincerely, if you like what you hear, hop over on there pledge a couple bucks a month. Um, or as Richie Stedman would say, no, give this man like $10 a month, but I have a hard time selling myself, but give me $10 a month. That'd be great. And Do it. Keep making this great show. Anyway, enough introduction stuff. That's all fun and games. I'm stoked to talk temple predictions with you hear that one talking there. Joseph Angie Peterson is here once more. Yes. What's going on over there in the land of the red iguana? I'm, I'm no friend. longer How the Angie. You? I'm not the new guy now. For, 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 for those, those who that might understand. not know where Angie comes from, it stems from when uh, Jeff and I were roommates and I was the new guy to the house and they would st- start calling me new guy, which got shortened to NG, which NG. became Angie. You know, maybe long NG. listeners will know, but I am officially no longer the new guy, at least on this panel. So but I'm excited to talk about Angie's list today with you. So that'll <laughs> there be you fun. go. Yeah. And <laughs> And the other two is new with us. You you love love his pieces on thisweekinmormons.com where he goes deep diving into a lot of things about temples and church history and architecture and infrastructure and all kinds of cool things we do in the church. Uh, Corey, not the branch, huh? Ward is with us, everybody. <laughs> That's right. Hey, right? thanks. It's good to be here, Jeff. How you doing, buddy? Great. How's, uh, how's the, the sound booth in Provo? Oh, it's bare bones, but it's okay. Does being on This Week in Mormons call into question your honor code status? I think my mustache does more than that. (laughs) We shall find out. Don't report them. We'll see. So uh, last time around, we did all this, and I think we had our usual conservative estimates, Joe, right? Of, you know, there might be like 10 temples, maybe seven to eight, you know? I I just want to interject and say, I feel like for the last several years, I'm always like, we're doing too many of these. This is just... Well, of course, we're going to have a good track record because we're we're having too many guesses. And lo and behold, twenty temples are announced in one session. So clearly, we weren't doing too many of them. That was bonkers. <laughs> and of course, I've said it ad nauseum on the show, but obviously, one of those was my homeland over in your Belinda, which blew my mind. I'm sitting there hanging out with family, and we were like, "What's that all about?" So, by way of reminder, folks, just so you know what we're working with here: temples in Oslo, Norway; Brussels, Belgium; Vienna, Austria; Kumasi, Ghana; Bera, Mozambique; Cape Town, South Africa; Singapore; Belo 
Orijonte, Brazil, however we say that in the Cali, Colombia, Querétaro, Mexico, Torreón, Mexico, Helena, Montana, Casper, Wyoming, Grand Junction, Colorado, Farmington, New Mexico, Burley, Idaho, Eugene, Oregon, which is now the um, what, Willamette Valley, Oregon Temple, and uh, Elko, Nevada, Yorba Linda, California, and Smithfield, Utah. That was a major list. And the question, of course, is it going to be like that again this time around? What are your hot takes, boys? What do you think? He's on a roll. I don't know. My hot take is that you, uh, there's just no predicting the Russell. He will uh, he will surprise you almost every time. He's unpredictable. <laughs> right? I mean, I just I think that's that's what everyone wonders though. Like, does this was this an indicator of some kind of new era in temple announcements? It's clear President Nelson is big on temples and announcing temples and realizing that. I think soon we'll have more announced temples than even meeting houses in the church. Not really. We're like a tenth of we're like a tenth of that or whatever. We're at. Corey, how know, many meeting houses do we have? You oh, we have like thirty thousand, twenty thousand actual meeting houses. I think I think it's thirty thousand wards, but then we have twenty thousand meeting houses, maybe nineteen. So we've got Somewhere a ways to go there. on the on the temple front then. But yeah, a number of those twenty temples, like half of them already have renderings. Some of them already have ones under construction. A lot of them have groundbreaking dates. So they have been pretty quickly um, since uh, April with some of the April announcements, haven't they? Yeah, it seems like the ones that they have um, maybe more simpatico relationships with local governments or whatever, they can kind of fast track them. Particularly, it might have been you, Corey, that wrote an article on kind of the the, um, quick construction, the modular construction of the temples. Um, Tell us about what that's all about, Corey. I think think this is becoming a thing, but tell us about modular temples. Sure. So um, it appears I gathered some hints from a a contracting company called Haskell and another company called Blocks. And they write on their website, they kind of bragged about how they were working with some big international church for some some project that's coming up in the future. And the presiding bishop, um, the bishop, uh, no, it was actually Bishop Waddell. It was Waddell, yeah. Yeah, he said that the Helena Temple would be complete in 13 months. And so that's pretty fast for most of these temples have been average three years, yeah. if not more. And so that kind of tipped me off to, hey, what is what's happening? So it appears like Blocks um, is building modular designs in Alabama, actually. And basically each building, say a hospital maybe, has like a room that would be built in the factory and then shipped on location. And then they all be con- uh, con- uh, put together by crane and then put on the outside. And then in a couple of months it's done. And so it appears like the Helena temple right now, the foundation has been laid and it has all those platforms on so that once those modular mo- modules are ready, then they can just be placed on and then put on the outside um, decoration, the stone and everything. And then it's done. Wow. So have you seen, uh, other than the Helena one, any others that seem to, uh, of those announced, seem to be potentially following this? Casper has a design that's pretty, Casper and Elko are the designs that are pretty well um, similar. They have some different designs on the outside, but you can tell it's the same floor plan, 10,000 square feet. Maybe Torreon, Mexico as well. That's, it looks pretty modular, so. And they announced the rendering for that one too, didn't they? That was yeah, this last week they did that. Do you th- do you think the uh, the Cali Columbia one's also pretty tiny? Does that look like it'll follow that design, or does that seem it's different? It's hard to say. I can't. I can't know. <laughs> that one looks pretty rad, though, Joe. Did you see that one? The the new one in Columbia. Yeah. No, I haven't. Um, 
It's going to be one of the smaller temples in the church, but they, they knocked it out with some pretty solid Baroque style, Spanish Baroque stylings again. So I'm same as Guatemala City. So they got their second temple. Wasn't it you, uh, Joseph, that predicted that? Yes, I did. A second temple. I in predicted Guatemala it. City, the, so. the conference that they announced the other one in Guatemala that wasn't in the city. So I thought it was a oh. miss, but you know, Cobain, it came yeah. around later. Joe also predicted the second temple in Sao Paulo, which shocked me. Probably not Corey. It's Spot on, no. I'm, about to, did, I'm yeah. about to continue that trend on this list. You predicted Lima number two as well. I don't think you? so, no. I think I it was Manila number two. You said yeah. Montin Lupa? And that's yeah, exactly, the Montin Lupa one. We, that was yeah, exactly we where it was. I didn't see any prediction list that had that. Well, we may have had that. a source sneak us some of that info <laughs> that's all part of the secret sauce that makes this what it is so before we get into it i'd like to stress to everybody listening uh we are of course not prophets seers or revelators we do take that process seriously and understand the brethren are, are thoughtful about this that the temple construction is a sacred wonderful blessing even if we'll have some laughs and and things about it but we also believe that uh as revelation comes through study and prayer study is a big thing and if you don't think the church leaders are looking at a lot of different numbers to get ideas where temples could would go you should potentially rethink that idea yes there is absolutely an element of faith and revelation involved and sometimes temples literally might go up somewhere where there's no numerical indicator no metric like brussels that would make sense that would exactly that would make sense for one and that's one thing that's one thing and and bearing that in mind a lot of our usual indicators are kind of out the window now based on last april and so that makes this exercise a lot different as well but we just want to stress that we understand there's a there's a reverence to it all and and it's a real process but absolutely the brethren are looking at at certain numbers and indicators and understanding what variables are at play when pondering where a temple should go. Yeah, that reminds course, me of um, in 2017, the director of the temple department, he was up in Pocatello. He gave an interview to some reporters right when the temple was announced there. That was one of the last temples that President Monson announced. And he told the reporter, we have some like 80 sites that we ha- foresee could have a temple in the future. So and in that time frame, about 70 temples have been announced. And so you got to think that the 80 number has oh, we're expanded. Oh, almost done then. So, yeah. so it'll only be 10 temples then. And if he announces 10, he'll overtake President Hinckley in his temple announcements. Oh, that's oh, going to for sure this, happen. This is easy. Yeah. This is, so all he's got to do is do 10 temples to overtake Hinckley on that and live past April of next year to be the oldest prophet of the church. He's going to get all these. He's going to, he's got it all. He's got it all. Did you see that listing, by the way, uh, a couple months ago? for a job in the temple department, someone you had to know Python really well. It was, it was pretty clear. They want someone who can like mess around with metrics and maps and basically use church data to locate where te- without saying it, it seemed like it's basically, you need to help us figure out where temple should uh-huh. go in this few words. I don't know. If well, they could just that, read but, uh, the this week in Mormons blog. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they could, but I wish I, I would, I would love to see the church data. Yeah, that's really cool. so much more like how, what, 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 every time a temple recommend is scanned, maybe they know that. Maybe they know the activity rate in each ward. That's pretty important. I mean, so. well, they know that our sacrament meeting attendance, which is one thing, by the way. And I know we've been told they don't track a lot of stuff necessarily with the recommends, but even if they do, I don't mind. Like, why would you not scan that and get an idea from like which stakes recommends are coming from and where your activity, like that's just good data to have. That's not creepy at all. Like I'd want to know that too. If I had a temple and I realized all my, a ton was coming from one particular area and another area was not really feeding it, why would that not play into a decision? Maybe, and then you explore it and say, why is this region not attending the temple? And you find out, oh, it's Pittsburgh. It's four hours away from Washington, D.C. Maybe we need to put a temple there, you know, stuff like that. All right. So we're already 11 minutes into this exercise. 
let's start getting into it. And I believe Angie, here we go. You're the first one, right? Right. Well, um, kind of following that same trend, like I mentioned, with multiple temples in one city. Um, I'm gonna dive right in with Santiago, Chile, number two. What? And yeah. The one that I didn't know this actually when I was researching this, the the Santiago Temple now was the first temple in a Spanish speaking country. So it's got some it's got some cachet, it's got some history. Um, I think the little temple block there with the housing and the chapel and and things like that, mission office, um, it's colloquially referred to as Temple Square down there. So I don't know if that like, you know, kind of status element has, you know, prevented maybe the desire to put another temple in the city. But that's just a it in these days when, you know, places like Elko are getting temples, it's a huge temple district. And uh, so I'm I'm submitting it for my guest this round, mainly because, um, you know, I'm kind of I'm not like you, Jeff. I, I don't carry the love for like Bentonville or Mongolia time and time again <laughs> i'm giving up on my uh valparaiso or Vina Eventually, del Mar. eventually you get there. eventually there's deliverance <laughs> yeah, exactly it happens so maybe you know maybe the strategy is if i don't mention Vina del mar this time then it'll get picked but i do think that's still a strong guess uh but the more i dove into it i think santiago is is actually a, a really good pick i think it would um divide the the current district a little bit more evenly um, and there's just, uh, you know, all, what we see with a lot of these like large cities like Lima or Manila, you know, it can take half a day and quite a bit of money just to get across, um, the vast, uh, metropolitan area as well. So accessibility do, looks do you, a little different, I think, in some of these larger cities. Let me ask you this, not to take anything away from larger cities. Chile has the most stable economy in Latin America, arguably one of the most advanced. It has a functional metro system, all those sorts oh. of things. Do you think those factors think those factor in compared to other less developed metropolitan areas that still have plenty of development, but are even even more of a hassle to get across? Yeah. I'm not saying I, I even understand how things are in Manila compared to Santiago, for example. But um, right, and, and yeah, maybe I don't mean to suggest that that um, they are on par in terms of like poverty levels or. Um, you know, different types of housing developments and things like that. But, you know, it's one of the major cities in South America and there are just a lot of stakes. I think in that Southwest area, um, you know, it could kind of carve out some of those, that coastal region, but um, take in kind of a lot of uh, stakes that might find a temple in that part of the city a little bit easier to get to. So I don't know. (laughs) At the end of the day, it's a guess. Oh, yeah, it's a good guess, I think. I mean, Sao Paulo also has a good metro system. They just built a metro stop right next to the temple there. So, any th- In Sao Paulo? Yeah. Next to the forthcoming one or the old no, one? No, the old one. Oh, oh cool. So, I mean, even, even that temple has good metro access, but they're getting a second temple anyways. So, um, I think it's a very well possibility. I know in the south of the city, I think there may be a little bit um, less economic vitality. I know that a lot of people are moving out of that area. The church recently discontinued three stakes in the south yikes and they they have a bunch of chapels that they just kind of put up on the 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 sell the, the auction block so um well they've got the property. maybe a temple <laughs> maybe a temple will yeah they have lots of property <laughs> i found a place the church has possibly this huge field in the south of the city so hey you know if they're losing stakes i'd tell you you know that's a good indicator not to get one but then again they just disorganized the stake where i grew up <laughs> and then they've got a temple in your belinda so i was knows? gonna i was Who gonna knows? mention that as precedent actually yeah i could be i mean i could be down with this i don't know 
do you think it would be like a, instead of one in Santiago, maybe somewhere smaller, like uh, farther south, like in Osorno I, or Puerto Montt? I'm just thinking about like the southern Aldiva, yeah. environs of Chile before it gives way to just fjords and fewer people, just somewhere down there. Not like all the way down Oh, we'll there. get there. <laughs> but I know very little. All right. My turn. So this, I'm stoked. New one for me. I was digging around, looking at possibilities, hearing the buzz, figuring out the scuttlebud, what's going on in the street. How would we feel if Hawaii got a third temple? I uh, I think this could maybe be a thing, right? You got the Laie temple is the fifth post-Nauvoo temple in the church, the fifth still in operation temple in the church, right? Um, dates back a long time. And then they got the one in Kona on the big island back in, I think 2000 is when it was dedicated. Now, I think there could be a temple in Maui. Unlike, of course, Oahu has over a million people, actually, as of the last census, for the first time ever, over a million people on the island of Oahu, far more than anywhere else uh, in Hawaii. Maui does not have nearly that many people. It's Maui County has, um, what, where did I put it down here? Maui County's got some, I wrote the numbers somewhere. Anyways, 82,000. Yeah. That's what you wrote. That's 82,000 people per stake. So oh, that means so based two, on the, but stakes. there's two stakes there. So there's less than 200,000 people in Maui County. And in Hawaii, the counties are either coterminous with the island it's named for, or it can include other islands. In the case of Maui County, that includes Maui, Molokai, and Lanai. That's all Maui County. And that whole area um, has 82,000 people per stake. Now, that doesn't sound super impressive, but it's actually a little bit better than on Oahu, which has way more stakes, but it has 92,000 people per stake. So I don't think this is like hardcore slam dunk territory necessarily, but I think if we're putting temples in areas with small, I mean, Guam, you know, like, you know, remote areas with few stakes, Maui's in between Oahu and the Big Island. It's assigned to the Big Island. The downside is there's only four stakes going to the Kona Temple. This would slice that in half leaving Kona Temple with just the two stakes on the Big Island to give Maui its own. But I just feel like I wouldn't have predicted this before April, but now, eh, I think it could be a thing. Sure, why not? I mean, it's not too expensive to fly in Hawaii between the islands, maybe around $100. But I mean, hey, yeah, if anything goes now, maybe. I know the church bought like a hotel in Maui this last few months. And that hotel will become the temple. It'll Some be- people are... <laughs> Or wondering that, but I kind of think it's probably mostly just an investment opportunity. So I don't know, but hey, maybe you'll get a lot of members visiting Maui. I know that those infamous Daybells visited Maui right when they were having all their controversies. So <laughs> how are we bringing the Daybells into this this episode of the show? I leave that for the sisters. Do it. That's not. I, I do wonder though, Jeff. Actually, I was just looking at the the temple districts in Hawaii. I'm thinking if the temple on um, Oahu is also service as the uh, BYU Hawaii campus there, what about a second temple on Oahu? Because there seems to be a lot more stakes over on that like end Honolulu. than, yeah. you know, kind of dividing the um, the Hilo temple. That's not a bad idea. I don't have an answer to it, but it's not a bad idea. I mean, the membership is obviously dense up in, up on the North yeah. Shore, up in Laie, but that's not. there's still like four stakes kind of curving around the Honolulu area, right? Oh, more it's than that. It's, it looked like there was about six, but that, I've navigated away. Not a, you know, I mean, Diamond Head was nice, but I think that we could put a temple on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like right in Honolulu. I, I, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a compelling prediction though for sure i think a, a third temple in hawaii is not out of the realm of of possibility it's interesting yeah. all right cool moving on 
Okay, my first guess. Um, going to the mainland this time. Austin, Texas. So right now it seems like the economy's booming and everyone's escaping California to go to Austin. Seems like How everyone's moving to Austin. I think what Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, they're all going to Austin and everyone's all the important people. <laughs> That's right. And so Austin is a cool city. I mean it's, it's I like Austin. It's a good town. Yeah, it's a weird place. <laughs> <laughs> um so right now they go to San Antonio, which you know isn't too far away, especially because they're kind of growing into one metroplex. Um but that temple is one of those kind of smaller Hinkley temples. It's not the smallest of the temples. It was built like around 2005, kind of after the big activity, after the big building spree. But this one's a little bit bigger, 16,000 square feet. But basically the endowment rooms, they're the same size, same ceiling room size. Um, and basically in the last 10 years, fifth, or I guess almost 16 years since it's been dedicated, the stakes have doubled. There used to be yeah. four stakes in San Antonio. Now there's what, eight? And then in Austin, there used to only be like three. And now there's like another six. So a potential Austin temple could have nine stakes. Yeah, I think this is actually yeah. a really great guess. Go ahead, Jeff. No, no, you go ahead, Joe. Please, please. I, I, the only thing I have to say is that, you know, I I sometimes include Dallas-Fort Worth area in my predictions. Um, no. But, you know, you've crunched the data pretty convincingly. I still think Dallas-Fort Worth would, would get a temple um, sooner than not later, but um, I might I might put Austin there ahead of that for sure. Now it's not on the list this time officially. It's an honorable mention, yeah. but uh, mainstay of this list, El Paso, right? We're going with Austin this time over El Paso. I think it's a very sound argument for Austin, quite frankly. Do we think El Paso will get any love? It doesn't have that kind of membership like we see in, across San Antonio and Austin. It's not as big of an area either. Uh, there's different arguments to make for El Paso. Do we think there's a glimmer of hope for El Paso? I know you guys have written in the past that there's a, mili- a military base there. And oh, they yeah. can't really cross the border to go into wires that easy. So, hey. And that's the thing. It's, it's kind of interesting. We don't think about that much. It's just like like when the San Diego, before they built the Tijuana Temple, that part of Mexico was in the San Diego Temple District. And we don't, I don't think we think much of that as Americans. Like, oh, sure. You know, that's the closest area and they've got to deal with the border. We don't think of the inverse of that when you're in the United States in El Paso and your temple district is across the border in Mexico. And officially, if you're going to go to your assigned temple, you have to cross into Mexico as an American to do it, which is just, it sounds, I don't want to sound like xenophobic or anything insensitive, but it does seem kind of funny. I don't think we register or think about things in that sense. Um, you know, it's like, we don't think much about the Canadians who have to, who are, or sorry, no, the people in Montana who are assigned to the Cardston temple. If you're up in Northern Montana, that's your temple. But for some reason, I think crossing the border down into Juarez almost seems like, whoa, you're making Americans cross into Mexico just to go to the temple? Well, People. correct me if I'm wrong, though. I mean, that, that's the reason why they put it in in Juarez. Um, well, maybe one of the reasons was because it, it is easier for American citizens to travel down there on like a, you know, the a day way. trip I, than I the mean, other way very- around. And that, that's and those borders are used extensively for many people who work on both yeah. sides of the border, of course, obviously. But uh, I also, there, anecdotally, there are many who like can't go into Juarez given it's it's issues with uh, stability and crime and what have you. Like we said, service members can't go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've just known some other friends who've worked in like, who've worked for like corporations that had macadadoras in Juarez and they would have to be escorted across the border and they would just go straight to the factory, do their business and come back and they weren't allowed to like linger or anything like that. Okay. Wow. Sorry. Well, yeah, I, 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 I think I it could that. potentially be, you know, sort of an Elko type situation or a Helena type situation down there in, in sure. El Paso. 
but I don't think it's as convincing as as Austin. I think uh, I think All Corey's right. got it this time. Fair deal. How about you? Uh, the two of you travel with me south a little bit, all the way down to literally the end of the world. Oh my yes, goodness! That's what it's nicknamed. I've never been so excited. <laughs> I'm going for it. I'm going to guess a temple. Predict a temple um, in uh, Punta Arenas, Chile, or Tierra del Fuego, Argentina. Um, I think a temple servicing that region, that that southern tip of of the continent there, um, is. I have to admit, like initially I was like, let me just like, you know, kind of see what what stakes are there, what wards are there, look at the numbers a little bit. And I was just curious at first, but I am like, I am full on. This might be my top guess. I'm like yeah. 100% um, behind, I think, the the data that I looked at. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think uh, there's a lot of precedent these days, obviously, that you can point to places like Guam, like I mentioned, Brussels, uh, Farmington, New Mexico, uh, Manitoba, Canada, you know, all of those places, um, have, I think, smaller, uh, numbers of saints that live there than, um, you know, what's down here at the end of the world. So, um, huh. they have a new stake. I did note that. And, um, there's just, uh, there's a cluster in Punta Arenas. If I was going to choose between, um, you know, like Chile or Argentina, uh, first of all, I think Chile needs more temples. Um, but second of all, I, I do think that there is a more natural cluster of like a critical mass of saints um, there in Punta Arenas. And looking at the roads, it probably yeah. would be um, a little bit easier going for um, members in Tierra del Fuego to travel that way. Um, and it gets it a little there's bit actually closer. A surprising, there's, a, there's a surprising number of meeting houses too. When I was looking yeah. into this, if you do a simple Google map search for the for church locations, it's a lot like... There's three meeting houses in the one stick. There's like seven or eight meeting so houses. So that's in the looking city. at that website was so, the thing that that kind of convinced me to to continue looking a little bit deeper. Um, and the one the one thing that I want to mention in particular is if you um, if you go up to I want to find it now on a map, but twelve hours north is a there's like a stake. Um, oh, I think I mentioned it in the in the article. That's where the mission's headquartered. Yeah. Oh, is it really? In, oh, see, I didn't know Comodora, that in, in Comodora. Yeah, so they cover all the the Tierra del Fuego part, and then I think the Osorno is probably covers the Punta Arenas. Oh. Where's this? Where's this stick? That you're Como, at? Comodora Rivadavia. So I actually I did the map. I, I don't think this. Is the place. What's that? I don't see this. This is in Chile. It's it's in Argentina. Oh, that, that was the next stick up. Yeah. I see San Carlos de Bariloche. No, so in Comodora, it's actually I I like googled the drive time. It's an hour closer to Punta Arenas than it is to um, Bahia Blanca, which is where the the next Argentinian temple is going. Oh, there's Comodoro. Uh, it's not in their districts. So that's what I'm not seeing. Oh yeah, okay. it's a little bit farther. Interesting. Up. So that's part of that mission, huh? Yeah, they're going international. So with, with that stake and a couple mission. of districts between, plus the the stake. The new stake in Argentina down in Tierra del Fuego and the Punta Arenas, I think it's a stake. Um, I don't know. That's like, what, four stakes, two districts? That's pretty good. Sure. Yeah. If it would even be that, I have to wonder if they would just be like, this is just for you. We expect this one stake down here to use it. And maybe the Saints down like Ushuaia would also find their way over there. Yeah, right? I think I they mean, would for it, sure. It could be goofy. It's like it's, that landmass is an island. You have to get, go on a ferry to get there. So. I think I probably if you're going to serve those people in Comodoro Rivadavia, you have to put in, in Punta Arenas. Oh, yeah. The other thing is, That's isn't there a branch in the Falkland Islands? They could go over there. Uh, hey. that, that might, that, 
That would be a, a very good reason, by the way, to put the temple in Chile and not in Argentina. Like, literally. Yeah, no, it's I mean, true. <laughs> you don't put one in Ushuaia because then the people in the Islas Malvinas, that's not, don't, don't walk around with like, don't have a, don't have a license plate that says something like GB 1984. <laughs> that's not going to go well. Great. All right. So everyone, what else can I say? You know, what else can I say about my next pick? What can I say other than it's going to happen, people? I <laughs> swore it off last time around. I said I'm not going to predict it anymore, and then it will finally happen. But I can't I can't quit you, Mongolia. I cannot quit you. I believe only because of last April that we'll have a temple in Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. If April had been a typical, you know, seven to eight temples situation, I probably would lay off this time and say it's okay. But I can't do that now. I cannot do that now. Why can we not have a 20,000 square foot simple temple in Mongolia that serves the needs either of the two stakes in one district in Mongolia and perhaps some of the neighboring areas in Russia? Um, it is time. I've said this a million times. Mongolia is more densely Latter-day Saint than other other Asian countries that have temples like Cambodia and Thailand. I mean, it's sparsely Singapore. populated. Yeah, we got that last, yeah. last year, last conference. Singapore has its one stake. Sure, Mongolia is sparsely populated, but that's part of the deal. It's remote. I mean, I don't think a temple is going up in Guam because there's a ton of members there. I think a temple is going up in Guam because it's super isolated and it's got enough members to support a small temple. So, yeah, I have I have to admit, like when I I was actually driving to my parents' house, I think when I heard twenty temples announced on on the radio, and my very first thought was, oh, this is Mongolia. Mongolia is going to get it. And so when I listened to the whole list, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> and then you were like Brussels. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't. Yeah. So I'm, I'm genuinely a little, a little shocked yeah, that Mongolia yeah, hasn't been announced yet. So I, I do think it's maybe, you know, it's its turn. Yeah. Vienna shocked me, by the way. I mean, with ah. Budapest getting one and then Vienna, I was like, are you kidding me? This is bonkers. What's next? Belgrade? I mean, come on. Albania. Come on. Albania would be cool. We do have a stake in Toronto. You know where Temple's not going to go that I feel very comfortable saying? Where? Guess. Greece. Guess where I would say it's I bet Corey. Armenia. Boom! Corey. Yeah. Good job, Corey. What? You know why Armenia doesn't get a temple, Joe? No, tell me. I was just about to because say, first I'm they, dumb. Inform me. Because what's, what's it only been? Five years? Within five years, they disorganized a stake in Yerevan, and now they've disorganized the district there. Armenia is back to like square one. And most of the branches. They, they had 11 branches, I think, and they went down to four. What? So. Stuff's what's happened. going on? I know they've had... Pr- They've had some issues in a lot of former Soviet states with that. Like, I don't know if Armenia was one of the examples of this, where they had a lot of smaller branches that they consolidated to make wards to justify creating a stake. And then this happened in Ukraine, where like the the Kiev stake had branches all over the place. They had to consolidate to make the stake there. And then they had some struggles with activity rates after that for people where it was too difficult to get to the the one new focal point house compared to how much more neighborhood driven. I don't know if that's the issue. In Yerevan, I have no eleven idea. to four. That's pretty dramatic. They've had some yeah. some interesting issues hmm. there in that country. Yeah, I know yeah. they had problems with embezzlement of funds, so they, that's why they discontinued the stake so that they could put the mission in charge of the tithing of funds. And so, oh. tell whoa, whoa, this is a bit gossipy, but tell us more. Embezzle? Who's who's what happened? Well, I don't know the specifics, but when when that um, disorganization happened, I did read a missionary blog, and he talked about becoming the branch clerk after that happened because. There was problems handling tithing funds, and so this Ooh. would never happen in Georgia. With the Why doesn't Georgia? Get... I want to know what. Another curious thing: Armenia had all this growth in a stake, and then Georgia still has like one branch. I think it's so 
curious that Georgia just has the one branch that the church has not done more there. Although recently those missionaries were on national TV, right? Because it was so weird to have these Americans learn Georgian. Yeah. (laughs) Super cool. All right. Next pick. Okay. This one's a little bit controversial. If, if this happens, I think a lot of detractors are going to be like, okay, now why is this? (laughs) Um, but I did this analysis of all the stakes in the world, I guess, and found how many, what temples were the most overburdened compared to their size. And basically Rexburg has around 26 stakes, but these stakes are young single adult stakes, uh, young student married stakes, um, pretty active people that live there in Madison County. And so it seems like because that temple is relatively small compared to other temples, say in Utah, um, Hey, maybe an, a second temple in Rexburg could be possible. No. <laughs> or would they add yeah, on know. to it? Would they increase the size? I mean, is, it that, is the Rexburg temple that small? I mean, it's not as big as some of the Utah one. Let me look at the square footage here. They have, so in down 57,000 square feet. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. So, okay, 20,000 square feet smaller than a lot of the Utah temples. All right, fair. In down sessions, they run over 45 minutes and they have 50 people. But a lot of those temples in Utah can fit 100 people in there run every 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And so, and there's only five ceiling rooms. I mean, isn't it called BYU? I do like aren't uh, they, uh, marriage, their thing. <laughs> so can they do that with only five ceiling rooms? Yeah. I mean, maybe if it was so just lo- for BYUI, right. But there's obviously a lot of other very active communities, not just Rexburg, but, you know, looking North and Northwest and East, you know, there's a lot of stakes and, and, um, a lot of people that aren't really necessarily affiliated with BYU up there. Sure. Yeah. But to, to be clear, we're saying a second temple in Rexburg, everyone. I just want to make sure I'm understanding this. It's one thing to say Provo or Rexburg. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm against like it a, just because I don't a, want to feed their town. ego of being more righteous than Provo. So boo. Well, you, you must've read that Washington Post article. I did. Day, huh? <laughs> 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 all that. I mean, I guess it could be fun. I guess how, I mean, let me look at this. What's, how much of it though are student stakes comparatively? We've got about half of them. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like about half. So the non YSA or married stakes, you've only got Ashton, Driggs, three that are like Rexburg proper, the center east, and Henry's Fork. Oh, then you got the North Stake, the South Stake. And then I like that there's one that's still just the Rexburg Idaho Stake. It's like when South Dakota tried to just be the OG, <laughs> you know? The one, and then you've got Reary, Anthony, and Sugar City. So I guess, I mean, it's, I can see the case. It's not like it's a tiny What would you temple, call it though? Yeah. I mean, you're not, I don't think you could call it like Rexburg City Center, you know, a la Provo style. No, because it would not be in the, there <laughs> is no for city. For one, there is no city. Rexburg, no city Rexburg. Uh, Field. <laughs> the Rexburg City Center Temple would be called like the Ace Hardware Taco Bell Memorial Temple. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> so here's, here's my gossip. Uh, I, I see that last month there was a, a big plot of land up on the northern edge of the city, right next to the new Walmart Supercenter. And it was Walmart recently acquired tops. by the church. And when the church like acquires a huge piece of land right before conference, you know. Corey with the hot goss. Up. There you go. So Maybe it, it would just have a, like a random name. Like they call it, you know, like the, I don't know, what's it? The Teton Valley Temple or some nonsense. I said I like Teton see River. Fork. Yeah. I want it to be the Sudden Valley Temple. Sudden Valley. Okay. That's an arrested development. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> Idaho does name a lot of like its population centers are in valleys. They name the valley for like tourism purposes. So you have Magic Valley, uh, which is Twin yeah. Falls. I know Boise 
Treasure Valley. Treasure, yeah. Treasure Valley. Yeah. So. Snake River Valley, if that's oh, what it could well, be. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm leaning on Tetons. I think the Tetons are going to get here. <laughs> I think they'll announce it as a temple in another temple in Rexburg, Idaho, and then it'll be like one of those things where months later they announce they're renaming it to something a little more apropos. Like when Daybreak was like the Daybreak Temple. Oh, <laughs> it always will be in my heart. All right. Is it my turn next? All yes, right. We're going to go. I know where this, I know where this yes, one is going. Yes, my home state. Thank you very much. Helena Ham. Uh, Queen Creek, Arizona. Look, being from Mesa, I am the first to jump on the Queen Creek hate bandwagon, especially because, you know, a lot of the um, the suburban flight from even from Mesa goes out to Queen Creek where everyone wants their, you know, extra large tracked I mean, home. Um, that's how it is so. when when Mesa and Gilbert are just too urban right. for you, just too urban. And they're not going to go to Apache Junction because that's like, you know, the place that everyone hates on. So they're going to go to Queen Creek and they're going to continue to push the valley southeast that way. But you know who does that? Mm-hmm. Latter-day Saints do that. So um, for good or for ill, there are a lot of stakes in that area. I do think even though the Gilbert Temple is large um, and it can, it's you know easily accessible. We were talking about this with with Santiago, right? It's right off the freeways. It's pretty easy to get to. Um, but looking at kind of that scatter shot of stakes um, southeast of the Gilbert Temple, you know, you have Queen Creek, but you also have uh, the Santan Valley and some of that area too. I do think you know it wouldn't be out of maybe it's not my strongest guess, but I do think it's a pretty good guess. Um, that uh, there's going to be another one there because that it's kind of a, a Rexburg situation too, Corey, where people out there, they're very active. Um, they're very like temple going people. Um, and uh, you know, the Mesa temple is still, I believe it's closed still. So um, it'll be open soon. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think we're going to see Queen Creek. I did mention in the article, which they'll see too, but um, you know, it's not uncommon. Um, it's not super common, but it's not uncommon to see um, like, you know, in Utah, you'll have double chapels, but down in Arizona, you'll have just yeah. like these massive parking lots with two giant chapels, kitty corner, and they share the parking lot. And it's like, why are those two buildings like right next to each other? I don't understand. So maybe, you know, we're going to have a situation where it's like right next to the Gilbert Temple, right? It'll be the Queen Creek and Gilbert Temple, basically like a couple miles apart. And I'm sure those Queen Creek people are, are commuting to Mesa and Phoenix are ready for work. So oh, they are. Can't be too far. It, it is, would though. be if there were any it problems worth time. having in Arizona. Yeah, it actually does. The, the East Valley is bigger than I think you realize until you go there, and it takes forever to cross the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I personally, I think they'd build it farther down in like the Santan Valley. I think that's where Temple would go if they announced one going southeast of uh, the Gilbert area, only to ba- I don't only just to keep it not too close to the Gilbert one. I mean, that Queen Creek would put it like. I mean, that's like right yeah, there. It is. It's That's basically the same right city. There. Not that Gilbert is crazy far from Mesa, to be fair. No, it's, it's not. not. If you were to look at it, but if you do it like a crow's fly situation, say, well, actually, by the crow flies, it's almost the same as Queen Creek, but Santan might spread it out a little bit I'm more. I'm telling you. But there are a lot of... Plus, I'm the, I'm, you know, I'm the guy that states. does multiple picks in kind of the same urban area. So this is this is in line with that trend. It's funny looking at a map of their temple district because the the dividing line between Gilbert and Mesa is clearly the 60 freeway. Yeah. And because um, basically everything east of the 10, south of the 60 is all Gilbert, which is actually, it's a sizable area. I mean, you can be all the way out near in parts of Tempe and be assigned to Gilbert. So I don't know. I don't know. I My still... money's on 
maybe Northern Arizona, maybe Flagstaff for Arizona next. Oh, why, why, why? Tell us more. Um, you know, it has that like Farmington feel, just like a few stakes up kind of a few hours from a temple. There's also the Prescott Valley. So any of those, I mean, maybe, would... I mean, I think Queen Creek or Santan Valley is inevitable, but maybe not right. this year. I don't know. You're right about that though. Like I feel like Flagstaff kind of fits the similar bill to Farmington, Elko, Helena, Casper, right? Like it's uh, even Burley, right? It's in kind of that category of, they're not like the, the major city of that region, but they, um, they have kind of like a tertiary city status and, you know, maybe they're far enough away from, you know, the main temple oh. for that broader area. So I could see it. It's actually, it's funny. It's funny. It's not on the list, but that could be legitimate. If you look at a map Flagstaff, there's two stakes and they're assigned to the snowflake temple, which is not super close. It's not crazy far, but it's almost as much as just driving down to, Fe- to the Phoenix temple, which is in North Phoenix. And then there's two stakes in Prescott. There's a stake in Cottonwood. There's a stake in Tuba City. I mean, um, I could see this though. I'm with Winslow, yeah. And Winslow, I might be. Yeah, I mean, some point you have to cut off uh, Snowflake, but I, I could be with you on this one, Corey. That Snowflake Temple, though, man, that is like of all of the small Hinkley era temples, that one's the best. It's. Do you like it because it's two tone? Yeah, and it's got that that waterfall kind of fountain feature creek that kind of flows out from underneath it it's very beautiful then they stopped trying and they built temples in places like baton rouge and had to rebuild them entirely <laughs> but you know, life goes on all right uh oh we're already 41 minutes in here we go again so uh another new one for you folks i like this one we're going down to africa africa super hotbed of growth in the church yeah all kinds of things going on but this temple is not where you might think it's not in west africa it's not in like the democratic republic of the congo necessarily or anywhere in the uh in the great valley regions of africa no we're calling for a temple in madagascar that is right in antananarivo madagascar the beautiful Malagasy people deserve their own temple. And if you don't know anything about the the heritage of countries like that, look up the sort of ethnic heritage of the people of Madagascar and realize how very distinct it is from the rest of Africa and very fascinating for that matter. Now, that does not make one more or less worthy of a temple, of course, but I just think it's fascinating from a an anthropological perspective. Interesting. So, um, yeah, check it. Basically, the people, Madagascar, Malagasy people descend more from like Southeast Asians than they do from continental Africa. So, other than the fact that Madagascar is awesome with its different animals, where you can find lemurs and tenrex, and the fact that monkeys have never existed on the island or apes, they are not native to there, nor do they live hmm. there. How about that? Why don't we all? I have a kid who knows too much about <laughs> animals. We should also have a temple there. Um, it's not like it's huge on church, right? But two st- there's two stakes, but they were organized within the past 20 years apiece, which is good, I think, in general. And there's three districts across the island. So it's not too bad. I think that's pretty good. I mean, like we said, we built temples for less, quote unquote. And obviously, if you live in Madagascar and need to go to the temple, I think they're currently assigned, far if they're assigned to Joburg or Durban. I don't remember which one. Oh, I'm but looking now. Either way, they have to go to South Africa to go to the temple. And as you might imagine, in that part of the world, the developing world primarily, that, of course, can come at great expense. And even though we love those stories of people who who scrimp and save and go to great sacrifices to attend the temple, and those are faith-promoting stories. We don't want to have to keep telling them. That's the thing. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> 
we're also in a place where it's beneficial to instead bring the temple to the people. And yeah, right now they are assigned to the Johannesburg Temple yeah, District. So if you had a temple in Madagascar, it could take up the stakes there. There's also districts on Réunion and Mauritius, which is, I think, actually pretty impressive because those islands are small little islands that each have their own districts. That could be its own jam. I'm cool. It, I think that would be cool. Plus the capital of Réunion be- is Moroni, so, you know. No, the cat's the capital of the Comoros. Is oh, wait, I thought it was Réunion. False, Joseph. False. Oops. We don't have any members there yet, so I, I think Comoros it's a pretty slim a, chance right now. Yeah, Comoros is an Islamic country, so I don't think it's going to happen, but I mean... But yeah, Jeff, if, if you're going to keep making that argument for Mongolia, I think Madagascar is just as isolated yeah. as Mongolia, frankly, for the cost to fly to Joburg. So Yeah, I mean, like, Google... Let's check out Google Flights right now, or I'll do it while you move on, and we're just going to find out how much it costs to fly from Antan and Arivo. But yeah, look, I mean, in today's world, two stakes and one, two, three, four, five districts is that's, you know, that's enough for an isolated place to, to merit getting a temple. So why not? I think that's a great guess. And when they announced the temple in Dubai, uh, there was a lot of memes that went around from, they showed like the, the palace in Aladdin. And so when there's a temple announced <laughs> in Madagascar, those penguins of Madagascar memes are going to be all over the place. So. <laughs> And this is, so real quick, I looked at Google Flights. It's not as perfect. I mean, I don't know a lot about the best ways to search, but it's like your best case flights, there's like three flights a week and that's it from Antananarivo to Joburg. And they can cost not an insignificant amount of money to do at least $1,000. Yeah. It's one of those situations where like they'd get like a whole, everybody in a stake, you know, and they would go, go for a week and do all of like the live ordinances and things like that and basically that's your one shot maybe you'll get another one several years later so yeah it would be it would be very influential very life-changing for a lot of people there i feel influenced and (laughs) changed thanks jeff that was great so my next guess i'm gonna go down back to south america um i'm gonna go to peru so peru has more than 100 stakes and they only have four temples. And so I say Peru is pretty under-templed right now. Yeah. Um, those uh, districts are huge. The Lima Temple is huge. That's why they're building another one there. Um, but uh, what doesn't get a lot of attention sometimes is the northern coast of Peru. And the Trujillo Temple, I think it's about 10 years old or so. Uh, but it has a lot of stakes for... Uh, it's kind of a, a smaller temple as well. Maybe 30,000 square feet, two endowment rooms. So... Um, Kind of, kind of small for its area, but uh, so in the northern coast, there's a, a town called Piura and another town called Chiclayo, and Piura just lies just out of the side of that 200 uh, mile radius that that old metric that we've been we've been using to predict temples. President Monson spoke a lot about trying to get temples in those areas, yeah. um, but the the town of Chiclayo has seven stakes compared to the three stakes in Piura. And so my guess would be Chicleo right now that they would be the next one to get a temple in Peru and it would cut the journey in half for those saints in Pura. And um, I think Trujillo definitely needs to have that district be cut a little bit more. So that's what I'm going for. Joe has no thoughts apparently. Oh, I, I just saw a text from Forget you that it, I wasn't Joseph. on Zencaster, but it's an old text. So I, yeah, I got man. worried. You're, for a you were like, I'm, I don't even know where you were because I clicked on the Google Meet link too, and you weren't there either. I don't know where you were. I don't know what you Surprise. were doing. You were just hang, hanging out at 
hanging out at Burger Supreme or something. I don't know what you're up to, man. Um, um, yeah, go um, for it, Jeff. Though, if you have thoughts on this one, oh, whatever. I just, I think this is cool. Personal opinion. I think it should go in Pura as opposed to Chiclayo. Chiclayo has more members, but I figure why go halfway? Why go halfway when it said you can go all the way? Right. That that's that's advice I use not just for predicting temples, but just in life <laughs> in general. All right. Go all the way. I, I mean, there's th- there's three stakes in Pura. There's two st- more stakes right in the immediate area and some other ones farther out. Chiclayo is not it, definitely bigger on that. Chiclayo looks like it has seven stakes in the city proper. So I'm not taking anything away from it. I just figure why not why not spread it out a little bit more and let the fine saints of Chiclayo, who are either going to go to Trujillo, let them go the other way to Pura. Why not? I don't. Yeah, I don't doubt. There's probably. I wouldn't. I would say in the next ten years, maybe there could be a temple in both cities. So I guess that's just what mine for the immediate future right now. I know that if you go, if you look at the list of like cities with the most stakes without a temple, you have like number one is La Paz, Bolivia, yeah. and maybe Viña del Mar, and then after that, like Chiclayo at seven. So, well, here's right. here's the tiebreaker then, because I. Um, oh. You know, I made a case once upon a time for Lubumbashi, and then the next round, I made it for um, a temple that was a little bit closer to Kinshasa that I still think would have included Lubumbashi, but it wasn't, it was kind of the same situation. It wasn't like all the way, you know, like you're talking about, Jeff. It wasn't like as on the other end of the, the temple district. And, um, you know, they picked Lubumbashi. So maybe, Jeff, you're right here. But, I still think Chiclayo is the uh, is the more convincing argument. Okay, what about Iquitos? Did anybody think about Iquitos, Peru? You know, way out there in the Amazon, kind of isolated. I think that's a good guess as well. Honestly, I would have picked it if I didn't think you guys weren't going to. So, oh, <laughs> Joe, Joe, I think you were talking about you want a temple. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but wasn't it the one in uh, Mabuji Mai? Is that's that what you were looking yeah. at before? I think that I see some heat. We that one kind of we flirted with that one a little bit for this. This I, I think it might still have a chance. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's been uh, ruled out. I think it'll happen sometime. No, I think it's been ruled out. They were in a meeting. They were in a meeting, and it was Elder Anderson who stood up and said, absolutely not. Yeah, I'm sure that's <laughs> well, not Elder right Anderson is the one that actually went to that region a few years ago, and they said he, he told them to prepare for a temple. So, To what region? What are you talking about? Um, Northern in Peru. in the central of actually the DRC, oh, the central. Well, there you go. Oh, okay. they call it the Kasai region, I think. And he was there, and he told them, he's like, "Hey, don't be like be preparing for a temple soon." So, well, what about uh, the proverbial dart um, at a map of the Philippines? And which one are we picking this time, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> it's so tr- it's so true, though. I- I've lost track of how many temples. Are I in think the speaking of under templed, you know, for a long time. The Philippines has been under Temple too. I mean, I think it's one of the only other countries that has a hundred plus stakes, um, and yeah. you know it had two temples for a long time, and then a whole bunch get announced, got announced, and well, not a whole bunch, but a few more got announced, um, and then they kind of just stayed in the announced list while temples got announced and built and dedicated. Um, <laughs> you know, places like uh, no, I just spaced it. Um, Erdineta or however you Erdineta pronounce it. Forever. Um, yeah. yeah, that one got it. I, th- I think it was announced in 2010. And, you know, meanwhile, like we, we predicted the second one in, in greater um, uh, Manila, but that whole Island, I think it's Luzon, Luzon. Um, it's just like, there are so many stakes there. And I think even with a Erd- Erdineta temple, um, there's still plenty left over that, 
for you know questions of access of transportation of geographical isolation um distance from manila or even from urdaneta you know like getting there uh i kind of think that northeast quadrant all the way up until the the northeast coast of um luzon um has a lot of stakes that i think uh could definitely withstand having another temple so i don't know how to pronounce this withstand like it's a typhoon exactly (laughs) i couldn't think of the right word i wanted to use so i went that one but um yeah i don't know how to pronounce it's kai kai city um i think it's kawaiian like hawaiian but it's like hawaiian that sounds cooler for sure um yeah i i think there's a lot of other people in um the temple guessing corners of the internet that are looking at some other places uh but I humbly submit Kauaian City, Philippines. And there's a mission in that city. Oh. And actually, just in the past couple of months, they organized, it used to be a district for a long time in Kauaian, but they just put a stake there. Well, there you go. So obviously, it's the most the most center area in that valley. I know some people predicted maybe the city to the south, Santiago, or the one to the north. It starts with the T. I don't know how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I don't either. But now that there's a stake in Kauaian, yeah, I think Ooh. it's pretty likely. I want to know what's going on kind of in the middle of the Philippines. Like, I know I don't, I'm not going to get the islands right, but you know, like Capbalogan City, Borongan City, like kind of the, the eastern central part of the island, you know, Legazpi City, that neck of the woods. Because you don't have, like, you've got a temple in Cebu, a temple in Bacalod, you got the two up in Manila, you got, you know, you're, you're doing well. Then you got stuff down on Davao, on Mindanao, right? You got two temples announced for down there. But what about the eastern central part of the the country. I haven't looked at the stakes there. I just think it's curious. If you look at even a map of like where the temples are in the Philippines, that seems underserved yeah. perhaps. I should have, my my nephew know. went to Legazpi on his mission. I should ask him. Yeah. Knows even anyway. Well, time for my exciting next pick everybody. By the way, we're doing a lot this time in the spirit of, you know, last conference. That's the, we tried to be reasonable, but there we are. So, I was looking around thinking, where should we go? What's a place I haven't thought of for a while? And I was pooping around <laughs> there on, on that's a weird verb to use in this case, like New England. <laughs> and uh, I think we got to have a temple somewhere, not Bo- just Boston. Okay, so we do have the Hartford, Connecticut Temple, which is serving that part of New England, southwestern New England. The Boston Temple serves Boston and its environs and then like all of the other stakes elsewhere in new england basically basically all of them if i'm not mistaken i mean i think we can look at let's click on this little map here in massachusetts and go up here in new england and go here to the boston massachusetts temple and that temple district folks uh encompasses the the stakes of eastern massachusetts and providence rhode island but then like um all the three stakes in uh, new hampshire you know over there you got concord nashua and exeter in new hampshire you've got the I think it's the Montpelier Vermont steak, which cracks me up. Like I don't know why it's not named for Burlington, but whatever Vermont, yeah. your steak is Montpelier is the capital. Unless, is there it? A, Montpelier is it's the smallest capital city there in the go. United States. Because I don't assume Burlington is assigned to some other temple, unless Burlington is assigned to Montreal for some bizarre reason. But I don't see why that would. I mean, it could be. I don't know. Haven't double checked. So you got those, and you got two stakes in Maine, in Augusta, and in Bangor. So it's still a little spread out. I was weighing where this should go. There's a lot of different arguments you can make for what could make the most sense to cover the Saints here, right? Like you've got more concentration in New Hampshire, but that still puts you very close to Boston. Maybe it could still happen there anyway and be close enough for the members of elsewhere. But I'm just going to go with Augusta, Maine, 
just to, I don't know. I actually, it's not even that great of a pick because honestly, if you build a temple in Augusta, it's still farther of a drive for the Saints of New Hampshire than, than just going to Boston. So it doesn't really solve any of their problems. <laughs> it just solves the problems for the Saints of Maine, I guess. That's mostly it. I guess the Saints of Vermont could cut across. And that would be maybe better. That's a but, good question. Uh, like for Temple, for like district equity, do do they ever um, maybe redistrict in a situation like this stakes that were closer to the existing temple, just so that the the new temple can have you know more of a of a mass of saints? I don't know. Is that a thing, Corey? Do you know? I don't know either. Um, I think I don't know. I think normally they just do driving distance, and to add some complexity, some stakes. Like some air, one part of the stake is more closer to another temple. So they assign those wards to that district. And then, so it's kind of complex. It's hard to say. Interesting. And I was looking here just for funsies. Yeah. I don't think Burlington has its own stake or anything. I was just looking up there. It's part of Montpelier. Yeah. So yeah, it's all part of that. Cause even the, the Hartford Connecticut temple goes as far north as Albany. I'm surprised Portland doesn't have a stake. Isn't that the biggest city? The Augusta stake encompasses Portland. So but it's still, I'm with you though, Joe. It surprises me too. I mean, Portland's yeah. the, bigger, the bigger city. But it's the capital, so, right? They Augusta must like to cap- put stakes in capitals. Augusta is the capital. Hence Brussels. It, it, sends, it sends a statement that we're going after that hot main market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. I, You know, I think uh, it's a doable pick. I don't know that it's like, you know, a uh, super convincing one. Yeah. yeah. But I, I am looking at yeah, that yeah, highway yeah, yeah. that goes from Montpelier basically over to Banger and and wondering if like somewhere along there would would be like a good spot for the Montpelier stake and for the Banger stake and the Augusta stake. It kind of centralizes all of them. So I'm looking at places like Farmington uh, where I know they have – I think they have a branch there or a ward there. Um, what about Sharon, Vermont? Yeah. Do a church history temple. What, what about that? And we have the land. There's a nice obelisk right there. So <laughs> we have enough land for an obelisk, <laughs> <laughs> and enough land to put a temple next to it. I guess I mean, the, the Egyptians thing, and the Mormons. <laughs> I mean, if you, <laughs> I mean, it's it's close enough off Interstate 89, but it's not exactly uh, in an even an accessible spot, really. But there's lots of church members that go there. So that's true. And is it sort of like a situation of uh Sacred Grove Temple, you know? Because that's kind of a I don't know how accessible that spot is, but it's definitely a big church history spot. But here's my thing with the Palmyra Temple. Palmyra is not crazy far from Rochester or Buffalo or Syracuse or Seneca Falls or just some other places that have like some semblance of civilization <laughs> in them. What uh Bethel, Maine, and Rumford aren't like big metropolises to you? I mean, it's not like it's huge, but at least, yeah, there's a stake in Syracuse, a stake in Rochester, a stake in Buffalo. I'm looking at the Palmyra's district. Utica. You know, I don't know. It's got more people. It's fine. Move on. Move on. (laughs) Let's do it in Sharon. I like Sharon. Okay. Let's go to my pick next. Um, So... A lot of these South American temples have already gotten their second or South American countries have already gotten their second temples. And so there's still some small countries that haven't gotten their second temple. And one of those is, is Uruguay. And um, in the Northern part of the country, those stakes up there, they fall outside of that 200 uh, mile radius and they're not clustered. That's the thing. They're not like all centered in one area. They're all like kind of medium sized cities that have a stake and then same thing over just across the border in Brazil. 
have a lot of stakes there that are just outside of Porto Alegre, but um, not really that close to a temple. And so I was thinking maybe Northern Uruguay. And I saw the city. If you zoom closer to the city, you see that there's basically two stakes in that city. But the thing is that the city is divided into two countries, Rivera, Uruguay, and then forgive my Spanish accent for Portuguese words, but Santana de Dolivrimento. And so there's basically two stakes in that city, even though they're in they're two different cities. And I think that place, Rivera at least, would be a good place for a temple because there's no like hard border. There's no border wall. And there's no customs even check. You can just walk into that city. Anyone, anyone from Brazil can come down into the city, just walk into to Uruguay. And then because they, they're not traveling further south, they can just stay in the city, do their business, and then leave. And so I would think a temple there in Rivera would be a good guess. There's probably six stakes in Uruguay and another six in, in Brazil up there. And they would all be closer to, to that city. So I've, I've never seen this guess cool. of anyone online. So it's kind of, this is kind of my original guess. So there you go. That's what I have. This is, it's funny looking at, this is like the Schengen zone, man. You look at Google Maps. And I'm looking at it, and it says, "Yeah, you straight up just drive down the street, and you just pot, you just leave Brazil, and you enter Uruguay. They even have a plaza of a nice international-, international peace park. Yeah, yeah, and you can just like be there in both. So, do they regulate? Are there is there customs like south of the city? Then? It seems like and- on that highway going south. If you go into the interior of the country, there's a, a border place, a customs place there. That's but- super interesting, though. They just have a straight up this random just." straight up open border between their countries. You don't think about that in a lot of South American states, right? You don't think sure. of it being a thing. But it reminds uh, me on my mission, we uh we had a lookup. Huh. I I served in a city that bordered the the Germany border. And so we had a lookup in this town right there and we went and knocked on their door. And it was the weirdest thing because it was like the it was just the the main street was the border. And we're like, well, that's Germany across the street. And it's like there's just houses. They have all the same stores and everything. And so we were just yeah. curious. We like crossed the street and did some tracking over there to see if like they spoke Dutch and they didn't <laughs> or English. They just were pretty <laughs> much only German. So we're like, oh, well, we'll cross the street back over into the Netherlands then and, and keep doing it. Joe, did, did that mean you left your mission? I, I guess probably by about 15 feet. Oh. I did. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. Dude. Dude, you can't, Sorry you, to you, broadcast you well my sin. past sins. Jeez. Take everything he said with a grain of salt, people. <laughs> So same same I'm deal sorry, in South Joe, America, it sounds like. When I was in Spain, did I just go up to the French border and say, I'm just going to just gonna walk over for funsies? Yeah, did you? Oh. No, because no, <laughs> I'm expecting the jewels. <laughs> okay. Andorra was in my mission. You could enter Andorra and leave Spain all there you, you wanted, but not, uh, not France. All right, I think this next one's you, Joe. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've lost my spot. Oh, San Jose. Yeah. Costa Rica. No, San Jose. I'm, Ca- I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Cali- Californ- California. Yeah. People call it Cali. <laughs> Those people aren't no. from there, but they call it Cali. I call it Cali just because I know it bugs you. Idiot. <laughs> Look, I, I did kind of a, a little uh, calculation where I looked at all of the largest temple districts that um, didn't have announced temples that were like, you know, going to break up that district even more. And I think San Jose is, um, it's on that list. Oh, I, I even say it's the fourth biggest temple district in the church, not currently slated to be divided by any newly announced or upcoming temples. So, um, huh. you know, with 31 stakes in that district, I do feel like that is 
ripe for the dividing, right? Like in this case, we want divisiveness, but only only in temple districts. <laughs> so, you know, then uh, seeing that, you know, basically that statistic, I, I kind of looked at the map and, and wanted to see where the stakes were. Um, what other potential locations um, could have it. And I, I think, look, like San Jose, it's in the top 10 biggest cities of our country. It's um, they have, it's sort of like, if you look at a map of like the stakes around San Jose, it looks like San Jose, the city itself is kind of like gerrymandered, right? Like they kind of like, they all intersect the the center of the city. Not all of them, but a lot mm-hmm. of them do. And then they kind of like grow outward from there. So um, I do think it's kind of centrally located. It's also a lot closer to some of the stakes and points south um, down by like Salinas, Monterey, Santa Cruz, that area. Um, and, and those all have stakes too that uh, go. It's called Salinas. Oh, it is? Oh, see, I don't know. I have no so idea. There's a city called spelled, this, there's a city with the singular spelled the same way in Utah called Salinas. That's probably but why I say it's Salinas. But in California, the city there is called Salinas. Interesting, because there's a city in there's a town in Arizona called Payson, but there's also a, a town in Utah also <laughs> like, called Payson. <laughs> no, my dad, my dad grew up in Salinas. Yeah, so I, I think um, if you're a member living in Salinas or in Monterey, um, going to San Jose is probably less of a trek than uh, going all the way up to Oakland. So I do think. Put it in in San Jose. It's a it's a oh. deserving spot. Not to know. mention, you give all like the Silicon Valley nimbies something to like complain about. So that's always good. I don't know, Corey. What do you think? Well, I, I know, know that temple in Oakland. They it was built in the '60s. They kind of built it in an era when they just thought that all of Northern California would come here. So they they built like super huge endowment rooms. They 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 were like based off of a design of a movie theater with like a a curved screen and a lot of chairs. And so I don't, I think Oakland might suffer a little bit if they lose a lot of those stakes, but I mean, maybe, maybe we're not so worried about that anymore. Maybe really uh, access is the, the better metric that the church is concerned about. Yeah. Well, isn't that kind of what's happening in general? I mean, the bottom line is we used to build these huge temples designed for all these people who'd come in from way out of town. You had apartments and full-blown cafeterias and laundry, all that stuff. I mean, where I am, the DC temple has been closed for what feels like forever at this point, but it's kind of the same deal. I mean, they, we do a good job filling it, but we've seen our districts lobbed off, you know, think, which is good, you know, for Philadelphia, Richmond's coming oh, Los up. Los Angeles too. Same, same story. And Ellie's yeah. a, per- a perfect example of that, of his massive temple that it, I don't, it still can still get crowded. I mean, it's a good problem to have. Like we say, when they announced the Newport beach temple years ago, we were all psyched because driving out to West side LA was a drag, hmm. frankly, to try to get to the temple. It, it would take up your entire Saturday. Would t- if you went there on a weeknight, it was like, okay, I will get home at 10 30 PM after leaving immediately leaving work just to go to a session. Um, and I think Oakland's kind of in the same boat. It's just one of these older temples that uh, is beautiful and wonderful in that sense. But it's, I don't know. We can't always just like not give people new temples because we desperately want to fill the ones that are now too big for what they need. And that's just a sure. Yeah. I think just the saddest thing with it is, yeah, it shows that it's good that membership is expanding overall, but it means you're not necessarily like so dense with membership that you're just slamming the Oakland temple to the gills, no matter what happens. It's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have. I don't know how I feel about San Jose. It could, it could be a thing. Maybe I feel like with the shock announcement of your, it was, it was one thing to get the Yuba temple, the feather river one, which is like, Whoa, cool. That's barely outside of Sacramento, and they got a second temple up there. Good on them, right? 
Uh, and then with the Yorbalendo one, it's like, I don't know. I think we might have like maxed out. I think we might have bitten off more than we could. Yeah, <laughs> we maxed out a bit in California. I don't know if I don't know if I could be on board with San Jose, but we'll see. We'll buddy. see. We'll yeah. see. Where I can get on board with though. Nope. Yes, you don't think no, so. Keep Joe's going. <laughs> I think this could be the case. Harriman, Utah, everybody. Now it's not that I have some deep, passionate love for Harriman, Utah. Harriman, you've probably never even heard of because it's just a random suburb in the Salt Lake Valley that's by Bluffdale. And when and when you're in the shadow of Bluffdale, it's completely understandable. Everyone's always talking about Bluffdale this, Bluffdale that, and nobody cares about poor, beautiful Harriman. But I think Harriman could potentially get a temple. Um, it's in the southwest extreme of the Salt Lake Valley. So we're talking like other side of Bangor Highway, south of Daybreak and all that stuff. And there are a lot of stakes out there. I mean, they're all assigned currently to the um, Ochre Mountain uh, Temple District. But I think cleaving them off to give Harriman its own temple wouldn't really affect Ochre Mountain very much. You take in Harriman, probably some of the Bluffdale on this and that. And while the temple would be kind of geographically close to the Ochre Mountain Temple, presumably, it wouldn't be much closer than the Jordan River Temple is to the Ochre Mountain Temple. So whoop de doo And for some reason, the Ochre Mountains District goes up pretty far. And I don't know which part of that Taylorsville is going to carve out, but I think Taylorsville is going to not even, I don't think it's even going to affect a lot of these far west maybe yeah valley. like two or three yeah states. i think it'll take mostly from from west valley and from uh salt lake Jordan district River. yeah yeah because there's already a yeah. lot right there like maybe magno will yeah. get reassigned to taylorsville or somewhere like that but i think ochre is going to keep a lot of these stakes even though it's kind of a bizarre temple district in terms of being very long and diagonal with the way it fills in but harriman's grown a lot you know utah's growing a ton i think it's safe to say that we'll probably get even more stakes out there in the next handful of years as people keep building houses as far western as but they who can cares go. about that you know southwest south- corner of the valley i mean like has a prophet even like mentioned the, anything about it the saints do i don't know has well, back, a prophet back mentioned in, back anything in, about i think it? it's 2005 they announced that daybreak temple and in that same paragraph basically president hinckley said like hey we have two new temple sites that were donated by developers and one's in daybreak and the other one's in the southwest and so basically he just said well we'll hold, hold off on the southwest until there's sufficient growth. And so, so where is this? And where, where in Southwest is this in the city? Um, it's hard to say, but it looks or Southwest of the Valley. And so you can't, can't, can't get more Southwest than Harriman. Um, they got that big old freeway appears, that just got built down there too. So it's really well, grown. Dude, the Mountain View corridor is a cool yeah. project. I mean, and there's, there's a, a ch- uh, there's a church building right there kind of near the Mountain View corridor. And it has a huge lot right next to it. And so that's where a lot of people speculate where a temple would be built in Harriman. I think it's the Juniper Ridge Road. Juniper Crest uh, Road. Jun- I see Juniper yeah. Crest Road. Mm. So pretty good views, just like Draper. Well, I, I think, you know, what do we have now? Like 27, 35 temples in Utah or something like that. Demasiados. Yeah. I think we have enough. I mean, this might, I mean, the numbers <laughs> bear it out a little bit, but I think like we're good for a few, for a few rotations at least. Like let's, let's share the love a little bit. President what Nelson about- has announced a temple every conference that he's been president of the church, one in Utah, every <sighs> conference. So that so has to happen. It's time to this, skip is this, it. this is our only Utah. This is the only Utah guest so far, right? From this session? I think so. Yeah. There's no Heber. What about some people? Th- some people think Lehigh. And when I think of Lehigh, I think of like Old Town Lehigh. But Lehigh's municipal boundaries go. They're huge. Yeah. Pretty far all over the place. So I know, I think uh, 
Corey, didn't you find something that aren't they doing a big development around the whole micron I did, yeah. plant or H, something like that? Uh, Dr. Horton is doing a big development, and in the recent city council meeting, they said, "Hey, we're working with the church for a large centerpiece." So, I don't know what other type of centerpiece that the church could build other than a temple. So, are they tearing down the micron offices, or is this just going? no? There's just a big wide area around the offices that they they want to fill in. So, oh, what could be better than going to the temple and seeing tract housing in a giant industrial park? I feel <laughs> like in the shadow of Cabela's, there will be a temple. In the shadow. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All righty. Last, okay. last full guess. So Joseph brought us far se- far south. I'm going to bring you far north to Fairbanks, Alaska. And so what? a lot of us, of course, were dumbfounded when President Monson like announced that temple in, in Winnipeg. Where, like, there's like one stake there. I'm sure the stake's like six hours from, I think, Regina. And so unlike Austin or any of these other temples, it's not because the temple over there is busy, but because these people are pretty far away from a temple mm-hmm. and up there in the North, you know, those winters are pretty tough to drive through. So probably don't get a lot of opportunities to go to the temple. Hmm. But so if we look at other cities in that North, Hey, you have Fairbanks. It's about six hours from Anchorage. And just this year, they got their second stake, the stake in North pole, Alaska. That's not North pole, North pole, <coughs> but that's, Alaska. It's kind of like a suburb. So this, and that's the actually not bad. Because there's, there's like 50,000 people in the Fairbanks area. So having two sure. stakes there is not makes sense. to shake a stick at. That's not bad. Yeah, Elder Gong was pretty um, in that he had a devotional for young adults back in January and he was pretty excited to, to brag that we have a stake in the North Pole. So having a temple up there near the Fairbanks, I think it would be a pretty good place to have one. I'm sorry, I misspoke. The Fairbanks North Star Borough has almost a hundred thousand people. Gotcha. I didn't want anyone mm. listening from there. I did not mean to to knock your land. Well, it's no point Barrow, but uh, I do think it's far enough north to be feasible for sure. I actually think this is a pretty good yeah. call. I mean, we've we've got the, we've had the one temple in Anchorage for twenty a little over twenty years now, and that's it. That'd be pretty rad. Would that make it the northernmost temple in the church? It would, yeah. I can't imagine what would beat it, right? Imagine if you had both uh, Tierra del Fuego and Fairbanks in the same conference, and then you can brag that, hey, we have temples built on even on the ends of the earth. The, sto- the story of those two town. and how they came to be will be like the in-between conference session documentary thing. Temples unto the ends yeah, of the like, earth. Sick. That'd be so fun. That's like borderline antipode temples. I would love that. That'd yeah, fun. Ooh, I hope it Fair happens. Way. I'm looking right now. I'm trying to think. Anything? Yeah, there's nothing. Real. I mean, unless they build a temple in Reykjavik, we're kind of. Uh, don't rule out Greenland, anything... Jeff. Nuke. I will rule out Greenland. <laughs> By the way, though, the movie Greenland very enjoyable, very tense experience. What? Un... Oh, I'm looking this up. It's all right, everybody. <laughs> so, um. Let's just blow through some honorable mentions here before we wrap it up. I think there are many. We don't have to spend a lot of time on these, but uh, you know, not as much as we've done. We'll just kind of we'll just kind of grab bag them, everybody. I'll start reading through Hebrew Valley, Utah. No. We've mentioned that quite a few times. Joe says no. Spanish for Utah. I'm actually still pretty hot on. I think no. that could happen. Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. I will say the Payson Temple District is the largest temple district with the most number of stakes that is not currently slated to be divided by another announced temple. So there you go. You see the things we bring you people. <laughs> That's right. And then Charlotte's also just like Austin. It's grown a lot in the last 10 years. And that temple in Columbia, South Carolina is getting pretty large. So I think Charlotte's a good guess too. 
I want to give some love to the Saints of Bakersfield. I think this is actually maybe an outside chance. Good guess. Terrible place. Remember when we got all, people got mad about? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm repoking no. that bear. Who feels for Wichita, Kansas? Oof, I don't know. I need to look at that. Maybe Corey's not too hot on it. Uh, Victoria, British Columbia. Would be cool. Sure. Oh, Corey has no one. <laughs> you read them then, Corey. Go ahead. El Paso, we talked about. Uh, El Paso, we talked about. Yeah, Tacoma. I think actually this um, has a really good chance. You guys complained about, I think, about the Tacoma aroma now. The Tacoma aroma. <laughs> you don't want that next to your temple. Oh, true. Uh, Henderson, maybe Somerville, yeah. Nevada. That would be like oh, Las so. Vegas number two. Yeah, Las I Vegas that's too. A good, which I that's a good is, pick too. I think it might be overdue. Yeah, and honestly. Culiacan, Mexico. Um, that's probably pretty remote as far as Mexican go. There's three stakes there. So La Paz, Bolivia. Man, it's funny. Um, Some of these I think are better picks than our actual predictions. <laughs> this is what happens every time. <laughs> That's right. Literally Paz, every time we La Paz do and, and Las La Paz. Vegas being two of them. We go through all of this and then realize the error of our ways, and we'll, but we've already committed to it. Uh, so, okay. Uh, Maracaibo, Venezuela doesn't have two temples yet either, and it's definitely it's overdue, especially I, of the more. Yeah, I think it's a, of the more populous yeah. South American countries. I think the political instability down there is making it hard for. Okay, what's up? We got a, we got three Brazil ones. Three Brazil. So, it's hard to there. pinpoint Brazil. Like last time, you guys did pretty well. In- Belo Horizonte, but I'm I don't know I don't know what the next Brazil one will be. I put Florianopolis, Jalpasoa, Maceo. Those are medium sized cities with a decent amount of stakes. I, I honestly don't know which one will be next for Brazil. Osaka. I've cool. done that one before as a prediction. I still think it's uh it's definitely a contender. And Jakarta as well. I've I've Jakarta, I'm going back and forth. I'm going back and forth on Jakarta quite a bit. I feel like because the Singapore announcement, it, it takes away the chances of it. At the same time, I can see it just happening, yeah. just straight up. But the the, the um, Malaysia, the explosion of growth in Malaysia is really going to fuel, I think, the Singapore temple. So I think Jakarta still can stand on its own. Yeah, could be a thing. I think Kampala, Uganda has actually got a decent shot. If you look at the way membership yeah. is there, the Nairobi temple is kind of finally getting underway. And I'm assuming they'd be assigned to that district. But there's a lot going on there between Uganda and Rwanda and Burundi. They Same with definitely. Monrovia. It's kind of close to Sierra Leone. Same but deal. There's five stakes there and it's growing a lot. Um, I believe Central Democratic Republic of the Congo is the one we mentioned before. Yeah. You're right. Oh, we've got some more Nigeria love. Yeah. Uh, that Abba temple, the first one in Nigeria. It, it There's already two temples announced in Nigeria, but I mean, there's a lot of stakes down there in the south next to Abba. So maybe Uyo or Port Harcourt. Interesting. I don't think people track just how big of a country Nigeria is. Um, I just don't think people understand that Nigeria has over 200 million. Yeah, it's people. massive. And it's, it's, it's one of the largest countries in the world uh, in terms of population. So uh, uh, my love for Scotland, I don't know. I believe more after April. But We've included this one a few times in the predictions, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's got to happen sometime. And here's my Hail Mary, ironic for Barcelona. My Hail Mary, Barcelona, Spain, or Toulouse, France. <laughs> They are outside the 200-mile radius thing. Not that that's as much of a factor as it used to be, given like Brussels, for example, which is was like cleanly within like three different temples of range. But uh, they are farther away. I could you could put one in one of those spots and maybe serve the Saints. Well, Barcelona would be a little more central in terms of. I the think way Barcelona's better, more better than the way Deleuze. train routes. The way train routes work, it'd be really easy to get parts of southern France that could zip on down mm. there. And uh, okay, compared to Toulouse, maybe next so. year. I don't know who's to say. All right, folks. Anything else or hold your peace? I'm good. This was a fun discussion. It's nice to have you here, Corey. 
Yeah, thanks for inviting me. I would like to thank Corey Ward, everybody. Corey needs to be here and, uh, you know, employ him when he's done with school, <laughs> folks. That's right. Make the magic happen. Joe. Always a pleasure. How, how you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Nice yeah. to have you, my friend. Folks, we hope you enjoyed this. What are your picks? Tell us in the comments on Facebook with this post or on the website with this post. Or send us an email, contact at thisweekendmormons.com. If you make some good picks, then we'll share them with people. And we look forward to totally bombing the Temple Matrix site now that we've gone through 15 picks, which is going to mess up everything they do. Yep. Anyway, it's been, a, it's been a good run. I'd like to thank Corey and Joseph once more. I am Jeff Openshaw. This has been our Temple Predictions for This Week in Mormons, uh, our last broadcast until our conference recap show coming up this weekend. So stay tuned for that and have a great general conference. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.